founding fathers is, you know, and I live in the state of South Dakota, right? And right. I grew up there. Yeah. And I see Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the four founding fathers, one of them, anyway. Right. Yeah. Jefferson, Washington, Lincoln, and uh, what's the other one? Roosevelt, right. modern day founding fathers. Right. Well, each of them we can name. We teach our children. It's like, okay, George Washington, village burner. He ordered his army, Continental Congress army, to, Continental Army to go and kill every Indian that is, has a village in along up and along the Missouri or um, the uh, Mohawk River, mm -hmm. and in the state of New York in this area, any right. native. Mm -hmm. and you put a bounty out on them, and you give them, you know, the males the bigger bounty, and if you get them, bring the skins here. And we go on and on and on. Jefferson also called, hunt them down like the wolf. He excluded Native people as he was writing, uh, stealing the words from the Iroquois people. Teddy Roosevelt nationalized over 52 million acres to make national parks, and he took those away from preservations in the early part of the 19, uh, 1900s. Mm -hmm. um, who's left? Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation the same day he signed this country's largest mass execution of 38 Dakota men for supposedly stealing a cow that wandered onto their their given reservation boundaries. And the, the Dakota said, oh, we're sorry. We didn't know. It didn't have a brand, and we thought it was on our own. We were hungry. We were starving at the time. Mm -hmm. So the, the Native people gathered about 40 other skinny cattle as well mm -hmm. and gave it to the one farmer. That one farmer wanted justice. He says, I want the man. I don't want the cows. Mm -hmm. So all of them said, I am guilty. So the army came down, and that's when that sort of war came along. And in the end, over 500 were indicted. So Lincoln signed, well, let's only hang 38 of them. So this, they all hung at the same time in Mankato, Minnesota. So these are you know, the ideas that people are, are holding up as, well, forget about what we did to the Indians or the Native people. Let's hold what this freedom and caring for loving our, our fellow men is based upon. But let's not talk about the tree roots people. Let's talk about what we can change as far as grassroots movements is concerned. We're not concerned about having the graveyard still under the, the U.S. Capitol building with the Lene Lapi Bones graveyard still on that, that hill of where the U.S. Capitol building. Let's not talk about that. Mm -hmm. This so was a burial mound it's, sacred, it's sacred still to, there. The, to the Indians. It's still there. It's proven. It's still there. Mm -hmm. So people want proof. Anything I say can be picked up in a book. In a book. Hello and welcome back to episode 58 of Waking Up With Mel. Today we are going to call this Old World America. You guys, this is going to be my last episode of 2023. Coming back for 2024, but I got more. So 2024, God's put it on my heart to do a 10-minute it's going to be a separate podcast. It's going to be called Read the Word with Mel. And we're going to read the Bible. And we're going to read the books that are left out of the Bible. And we'll see how much we get through in one year. But it's put on my heart 10 minutes a day. Uh, I'll try to do it at least once or twice, maybe every day. I don't know. We'll see. I doubt every day. I, there's nothing I can do every day besides sleep, eat, and use the restroom. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways. I have to tell you what I've been learning. So if you've been with me, you might be new to the show. You might be new here. Welcome. If you're not new here, thank you for listening. I want you to know how much fun I have doing this podcast every single week. And I appreciate every single person that takes their time 
their energy to listen to this because there's so many things you could be doing right now. And I appreciate you. And I, I pray for you, even though I've never met you. I just pray for my listeners. I pray for every single, even not my listener. I just pray for everybody, but I just thank you guys. I appreciate you. Okay. I have a lot to say and I'm going to start it with this. I just kind of blurted all this out to my mom and my mom has always been a person who's had a hard time, um, believing anything I say until probably six years go down the road. And she's like, Oh, I remember you telling me that. And I'm going to give you a few examples. Kim trails about 2015. I started really paying attention to those. And I was like sending videos to her and they were like, well, those are contrails. And now they know they're real. Let's take it further back. 9-11. I'm like, Hey, you know, the government was in on that. Like the, like Bush, the guy you voted for, she kicked me out of her house over George Bush. Okay. Now she doesn't even like the dude. So she's, she's come a long way and everybody can. And I appreciate her personality because it's helped me do better research. Because if you, if I have to prove it to my mom, then I got to prove it to you guys too. Right. I can't just sit here and blurt out all the stuff that I believe or think without doing some research. So what's happened for me over the last a few podcasts. It started when I w- really was going into those mind control podcasts, so MK Ultra podcast, and we got to a point in the podcast uh, where I was like, "Where where are these orphans coming from?" So I started researching it. Well, if you've ever researched how orphanages started in the United States, you'll start to notice not only did orphanages start at the same time, so did insane asylums, and so did prisons. And it's like, okay, hmm, scratch your head for two seconds. Why was there never any of those things until the 1800s? And why are there really not insane asylums anymore? You know, so it's not like mental health has gotten better, in my opinion. Almost every other person's on some type of medication for trying to just get through this life. No judgment either, guys. I just think that this is all a plan of the enemy and I'm about to unload it because this is deep and it's, it's old world America. It's across the world. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I hope I don't go all over the place, but I'm going to really try to keep this in a reverse engineered timeline as it unfolded for me. If you weren't currently listening to my weekly podcast, then you're not going to understand quite. So I'm going to give you just a little breakdown. A few episodes ago, we were talking MK Ultra, the all the programs they were doing on people, um, all the sub programs they had at MK Ultra, which were in the hundreds, and that led me to these victims that they were doing these programs on, and a lot of them were in orphanages, and I'm like, okay, hmm. So that's where I found the orphanages. And then that's where I found the old world, basically. This is where the scales really fell off my eyes in a in a new way. And it's incredible because I haven't lived the same since. And I hope I can plant a seed in some of you to look in the towns you live in in a new way. Because I feel like sometimes, for me anyways, in Albuquerque, especially driving downtown Albuquerque, I started looking at the people and the gross and the ugh instead of up the buildings and what was left, what's left behind. And when I started noticing the buildings left behind, I started digging into 
Albuquerque history. And that led me down the road of all the natives that lived here. And all the natives that lived here were very advanced in civilization. And that made me think, oh my gosh, not only were they advanced here in Albuquerque and throughout New Mexico, they were advanced throughout the United States. And we've been lied to about natives because we just think natives are just quote unquote Indians and they're not. There there was white Native Americans that had red hair and they were giants and they lived in Nevada. There were Egyptian natives because their ruins are all over our country. I mean, they've they've found Egyptian ruins from Tennessee to Arizona. Okay, so I start looking around my city and I'm like, it looks to me like we could have lived, quote unquote, as the Beatles said, as one, because it looks like there were many cultures living in the United States and getting along pretty darn good. And their buildings were incredible. And you can see them now. I see them now when I drive down Albuquerque roads, like a sore thumb sticking out. You're like all these ugly 1900 buildings. And then you see one sore thumb and you're like, that is an old world building. And it's so crisp and it's really cool to have these scales fall off your eyes. But how it happened for me is once I got to the orphanages, I started learning about orphan trains. And these went on in the United States, documented. It's not like it's hard to find. These are all Google searches away. And this is something when I was telling my mom today, I was telling her about all this basically in a nutshell. And she was like, I'm having a really hard time grasping all of this or believing it. And I said, mother... Everything I'm telling you right now, everything is documented. It's a Google search away. The thing is, is you either have to want to know the truth or you don't care. And unfortunately, we have a society that just doesn't care because they're so stressed out with so many other things like Christmas is coming up, right? It's in a couple of days. You know how many people spend energy and time on Christmas? And not Jesus, just Christmas, buying gifts, having parties, the the charade of it. It's just ridiculous. I don't like it. I love Jesus, but we all know he wasn't even born on December 25th. So let's celebrate his life, but let's not ruin ours in the meantime. It's just stupid. And I feel like we do that not just with Christmas, but with many things in our lives, right? We just get caught up with all the stuff that we can't even really research the truth. And if we don't know history versus his story, then we are going to continue the cycles. It's just like being in a relationship that's unhealthy. If you don't know what healthy is, then your unhealthy relationship seems totally normal, right? But once like there's been so many prophets that have said, we don't understand the slavery we've been under. And now I totally completely grasp what they're talking about. So I get to the orphan trains. I did a podcast about that and I'm like blown away by this. And then I get further back and I start understanding Native Americans and I start researching, you know, um, CIA documents, uh, Library of Congress pictures, the all the people who explored America and their maps and things like that. And you start seeing Tartaria because everybody's like, these are Tartaria built. Like they, for some reason, are only honed in on one part of the country called Tartaria, which really existed instead of realizing Adam and Eve were created, in my opinion, as giants. We've gotten smaller as time's gone on. So that debunks evolution, which, of course, that's not why they don't teach us about giants, because they want us to think 
we've evolved when we've not we've done the opposite and i am truly convinced and i hope to convince you by the end of this podcast and if not do your own research and convince yourself so adam and eve according to text are 90 feet tall and and it makes sense because of course we're created in god's image we get smaller as time goes on but if you look stonehenge there's so many things that prove especially the buildings that these were made by people who had extreme knowledge in carpentry and then or not just that in mason work and all that right and if you read the word of god the bible which a lot of people don't read they just listen to someone else read to them one sunday once a week which is crazy we have to understand the word of god because it's the beginning of wisdom and in genesis they talk about the cities they're building and you think Okay, so they've been building beautiful buildings since Genesis, and then the flood comes, and then half of these buildings are still underground or getting dug up, and people are like, it's the mud flood, what's that about? It's called Noah's Ark. (laughs) And so then we have all these castles across the world just abandoned. It's crazy. And then you come to America, and it's thriving in the 1400s. There's magnificent castles all over the place in every single city, probably across the United States. And there's advanced civilization as told in the history books. You can read it over and over and over. And we know these as Indians. Well, what happens is all these people decide they're going to come explore America. So they come once Columbus, he comes once, twice, I think he came a total of four times before the complete takeover. Then, you know, more people here and then the Spanish want to come. So they come to, you know, New Mexico regions and you got Coronado and all these people exploring over here. Well, as they're exploring, they're in awe and they are greedy because they want to. Here's the thing, guys. We're in a spiritual war this entire world we're in. We are chosen, each and every single one of us, to make a difference in the world. And those differences can be with small choices like stealing, because if you steal something from a business owner, you're, you're taking from that person, right? So you're stealing from that person. So that's a choice. Um, and New Mexico unfortunately has this mentality, like to just steal things from people. It's bizarre. And, and back in the day, you know, if you knew your hand was going to get cut off, if you got caught for stealing, people wouldn't steal as much, but no, we got to be all, you know, get safe rooms nowadays. So, there's no um, consequence for people's actions. Nan, a lot of people don't even have a conscience. So they don't even care what they do. I mean, it goes from that to like adultery, you know, like you're cheating on somebody who loves you. Be honest with the person. Like, why are you dragging somebody else down your crap? It goes with, it goes down so many paths of choice and it goes on a small level, like each and one, each and every single one of us in our personal lives to a big level where you have control over, you know, armies and things like that, or decisions that can be made like Lincoln choosing to say, you know what, they offered you 40 cows, you're a jerk. You know what I mean? Instead he hung 38 native men. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to pause there and play what they said the day they walked on that plank and got hung. Every single time I watch it, I cry. And when I was telling my mom today about that Lincoln's not really a cool dude, he's kind of a piece of crap, 
She's like, I have a hard time believing this. You know, even Trump talks about Lincoln. I don't care who talks about Lincoln. Your proof is in your actions. It's just like Billy Graham. It's like you can sit there and talk about Jesus all day long, but you're puffing yourself up. They were the Billy Graham crusades, right? They weren't the Jesus Christ crusades. They were, and I got a Billy Graham podcast, guys, if you want to just listen to that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But like, there's so many things where people like, well, so-and-so said, well, so-and-so said, who cares what so-and-so, who cares what I say? What did these people do? What did they say? How, how, who did they hang out with? I'm, I bring up Billy Graham a lot because he's the one that I think, especially Christians have such a hard time with because they're like, but he helped so many people. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. You can be and act like you're great and go home and beat the heck out of your wife and you're not great. God sees everything, everything. And you can be a preacher on TV and then go and do horrible things to little girls like Fiona Barnett said about Billy Graham. And that doesn't make you great. At the end of the day, I believe we all can be forgiven, but we have to humble ourselves to the creator of the universe. And so many uh, people rather, instead of look to the creator, look to a pendulum, look to a stone, look to a, uh, one of those ladies that read tarot cards, like, uh, you know, astrology, like so many people still turn their back on creator and he's simple and he's easy. So simple. With that being said, I want you to hear from the elders of the tribes, the legends that carry the legends of the legends of the Dakota 38, the 38 people who were hung, the U.S.'s largest execution by yours truly, President Lincoln. And then we're going to talk about the Civil War, because the Civil War was not about color of black and white. It was about the natives, and it was about taking over these buildings, and we're going to get there. On that fateful day, they were led out of the prison compound. They were shackled and chained together. They had hoods on them. The women began wailing and weeping. One of the prisoners in a loud voice said, Namach hear me my people. Today is not a day of defeat. It is a day of victory, for we have made our peace with our Creator, and now go to be with Him forever. Remember this day to tell our children so they can tell their children that we are people who die in over death. Do not mourn for us. Rejoice with us. It's a good day to God. got to be a strong man to say that as you're hang getting ready to be hung and you guys there's video of this hanging and this leads me to the orphan trains and everything that we've been indoctrinated to so the civil war i have never cared about war i've never learned about the war that's happened over here plus i'm glad because it's all lies anyway but when you go and you go to the Library of Congress and you start to look up pictures of the Civil War, you are going to see across America old world buildings. And I want you to picture America as literally castles everywhere. 
And alone in Albuquerque, we had, I think, three right by my house. And they're gone now. One of them's called the Huntington um, Apartment Complex. Every time I drive by it, I see the same gate that you, well, it's a different gate now, but you can see the same entrance where the castle used to be. And you can look up the castle pictures and old pictures and you can see plain Indian statues in the middle of downtown. And you, you, it's just obvious that there was a culture here. Okay. So that brings me to lights. You can see in these old 1865, 1850 pictures that there were lights on the street. You can see that there's castles everywhere. So it's my belief what happened is after this takeover, you will start to, if you decide to go down this rabbit hole and research this stuff, you will start to notice in these pictures, you're going to see men only. There's no women. There's only men. And they're probably military or whatever. And you'll notice top hats. And top hats are usually the people in control. As a matter of fact, I, w- I feel, sometimes feel like I need to do this uh video like record my podcast like I do but also put it on YouTube with pictures um, of everything I'm telling you guys because visual things really matter and a lot of people don't look but there's this picture of Abraham Lincoln I'll actually make this my cover photo and he's wearing the top hat which I've never noticed before until I woke up to top hats and he's next to two masons with their hand in their jacket that Freemasons do. And if you don't know that hand symbol, look up Freemason hand symbols and start to learn them because you'll start to see every single celebrity and every little president and everybody who's ever anybody doing that. So Abraham Lincoln's in charge in around the 1860s. And this is when they had what they called the Civil War and supposedly is to free the slaves. But this is a bunch of lies because There is no slaves yet. There's people of color that live across America. As a matter of fact, I saw one thing. I haven't had a chance to research it, but they they were saying that Caucasian used to actually show pictures of the word Caucasian and it would be a black person. I think America was mainly black. And one picture I found in the Civil War was four little boys in South Carolina with castles all around them, destroyed, streetlights in the street, sitting by a beautiful pillar that somebody thought, oh, let's take a picture of these poor orphans. And then we'll scoop them up. And God knows what happened to them. Maybe they did become slaves. But Abraham Lincoln didn't free anybody. He hung the natives and he helped the agenda of what I'm calling the new world order because the old world was just fine. And I also believe when this free electricity was stolen, because I believe they used water and the earth and all these things to power the world. I mean, they had ancient knowledge, you guys. They came from freaking giants. They came from heaven. And we have lost so much of this knowledge over time because it's been hidden by these few elite families that that want to control the world and they've had a good time doing it for the last few hundred years, but it's time for them to be done and it's time for people to wake up. And so once they took over and you'll see all these, you know, men in these cities and there's no one on the streets and there's nothing there. They had to repopulate, right? So they have the natives locked up in these institutions. They have their kids as orphans or killed 
or God knows what else. Um, you can't win the war with just a few dudes. So that's where they started calling, you know, the Irish and everybody over. Hey, come to America. Immigrate to America and we will give you land. But first, you got to fight a war. And I guess my assignment tonight is to maybe turn the focus half a turn on our, on our view of the French and, and Indian War and offer it from a slightly different perspective from the perspective of Native America. Um, I may be the last person on earth qualified to do that, of course, because I'm not only am I not Native American, I'm not any kind of an American, really. Uh, and although I, I work every day with, with Native colleagues and Native students, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I have any special cultural insights uh, to share on this. Um, I do think, though, that hopefully I can share some common sense perspectives and we can gain a lot of understanding about an event like this simply by repositioning ourselves mentally, if not geographically. Simply by looking at the, the events that we're very familiar with, watching them unfold from a different position, maybe from the Ohio Valley rather than from Boston maybe from Cherokee country instead of from Quebec. Um, because the people in those places at that time, of course, were Native Americans. And though their perspectives, I think, and their experiences and their motivations and their uh, behavior is perhaps and was perhaps not as mysterious as we might think if we simply attribute to them normal human qualities and assume that probably they took the course of action that made the most sense to them in those circumstances and they acted out of their own self-interest. Excuse me while I get my crib notes here. Um, and so for the title of this talk, I've taken the idea of the French and Indian War, which right there is heavily loaded. Uh, that's clearly not a title I suppose that the French used or that the Indians used. And, and called it instead the French and English War, because that is surely what it was for Indian peoples. And I think it allows us then to take Indian people out of that equation, set them aside a little bit, and perhaps look at the events as they unfolded and as they seem to appear in Indian country. So what I want to do tonight is not talk about the participation of Indian people, Indian warriors, in the various conflicts during the war in particular, um, but rather to think about uh, how they understood the war, what it meant for them, and also what their experiences were during the, this, this conflict. So the war is fought, and buildings are destroyed, and free electricity is no longer free. Think about this too. These ancient castle buildings, if you had free electricity, no problem. You can live there and not have to worry about power bills, right? Not have to worry about the water bill because you, God gave us everything we need and it's right there for us, right? But the elite want to control it and charge us for it. So it's all free. Well, guess what happened in the early 1900s when they started stealing all this stuff from the natives? Patents. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and patent electricity. Oh, not only patent it, after I patent electricity, I'm going to say I invented it, Thomas Edison. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do the same thing with the phone. Oh, I'm going to do that with the car. 
And so they take all these things away. They destroy them basically and then give them back to us but make us pay for it. Good times, right? And not only that, they have you working as their slave and taxing you on the money you make as their slave. That's like, you do not realize the slavery we are all under everywhere across the United States. It is insanity. And property tax. What? Okay, the natives had all this land. They give them their little territories and they'd break the treaties and then they take the land again. And then finally they end up on their little tiny reservations of hardly anything with any resources, take all their water, all their oil, everything. Another thing about the natives is they didn't, they, they knew that someday they're going to go back to creator and they weren't greedy. So they shared the wealth where when it was taken over, the wealth was in the hands of a few, which we now call the elite, where they're not the elite. They're not. And then they start an education system to, and you know, have you ever heard of the Indian boarding schools? I hope so, because that's what happened to the kids next. From the ages of four to, you know, 18-ish, these kids are put in a school, not able to talk their own language, put poop in their mouths if they do, or God knows what, many of them died there. They have graveyards in front of these freaking schools. And Reindoct cut their hair, everything that they held sacred, including the Nazi symbol. Okay, so now I want to talk about this. In Nazi Germany, they used the swastika, and it was, you know, Hitler's symbol. Well, guess what? The natives and the Hindus and many people before Hitler was even born, were using that symbol as a love and peace symbol. It's on buildings in a small town in New Mexico. Go figure. And again, simple Google. What is the meaning of the swastika to the Hindus or the Indians? And it means nothing but good. And guess what they did? They came, they took their buildings, they took their children, they locked the men up and killed the men. The strong warriors, strong men, took the women, strong mothers who loved their children and would never think... can you imagine saying abortion to a native back then? They would have been like, what? They held their children sacred. They held the land sacred. They held their marriages sacred. Some of them didn't. You know, every tribe was different. And that's the thing, too, is like there were white people. There were black people. There were, But a majority of the people in the United States were of color. When the white people came, they didn't, they weren't. They were the natives. The white people were the natives. They came from Britain, you know, and France and everywhere else and <laughs> took over what they called the copper color people's land. And it's absolutely insane because me as a white person was never taught any of this truth. And then they degrade and make them feel shame about their skin color throughout history and make us think that Abraham Lincoln freed a slave when he created them. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. I mean, I hope you guys think it's as insane as I do. And at the same time, after they take over the lands, and they patent the electricity, and then they sell it back to us, and they make the people who invented it slaves, and take their clothing and show them on movies as cowboys and Indians and all the indoctrination, right? I mean, the indoctrination runs deep. And every single place in the United States, you'll find a street name 
or something named after a tribe. The Waihees, the Nez Pierce, that's Idaho stuff. Uh, over here in New Mexico, the Navajo, the Cherokee, the Apache. It's just insane. And they held off as long as they could. But you know what? Couldn't hold them off any longer is those cannons. And you go to those Civil War pictures and there's 8,661 that I've been researching. And every single castle is amazing. And then they show the cannon across the street blowing it up. Cannons in the street. You know what it reminds me of this Hawaii. I've been to Maui. I saw Maui before it was burnt down, and I've I've seen the pictures after. I haven't been there since since they burnt it down. But it was the same thing across the United States. When they want something, they take it through fire or through cannons or through guns or through war. It's the way it works. It's the way it's worked. And then they write the history books, and then they have a, you know, Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore, now that I know what I know, needs to come down immediately. And they should put every single chief all 38 of those Dakota Indians on that mountain instead of those stupid white dudes that we call presidents. It's so annoying, you guys. I, I'm over it. I'm over the lies. I'm over it. And as a matter of fact, I, took pitch, I take screenshots of all these pictures on the website. And because it doesn't look like America. If you sent a picture and you said, guess where this is? They, nobody would know. And then you're like, that's South Carolina. In 1800s, see the street light back there? And they're like, well, prove it. And you're like, here's the website. I mean, maybe Congress is lying because they are liars, but they have pictures. They do The thing about these evil bastards is they document everything. And that's why I truly feel, and this is my last podcast of the year, that this is the end for this new world order because they have tried for 200 years to do what they're doing right now. The destruction we're seeing over there in Israel is the same destruction that happened in the United States, that happened in Turkey, that's happening in Ukraine, that's happened in Russia. There's only one country that somehow is able to not be part of this, and it's like Turkestan. And it has all the modern electricity. Everybody had free electricity. Their buildings are insane. They're, everything's insane. Guess what? Nobody can go there. <laughs> I should do a whole podcast on that country because when I learned about it, I was like, this country is crazy and no one can go there. And it's right next to Iraq or Iran, one of the two. I think it's Iran. Anyways, we wake up. We pray for the blood that's been shed. We unite and stop judging people based on color of skin. <laughs> can you imagine? I do. I do. I do know that there will be a time where people will not be so ignorant and indoctrinated. But it's it's been where our country was not founded on liberty and justice for all. It wasn't. It never has. And once we do understand that we need to have new roots and that the roots that this because we can't go back. We can't change what's been done, but we can change the future. We can change the way we treat each other. We can, the natives, especially in my, in, in New Mexico, if you're a Native American and you're listening to this, you're a strong person and your roots are powerful and they are amazing and you are not a victim. And if we quit with the victim mentality and stop, you know, I've heard so many natives that hate white people still. 
I went to this little town in Las Vegas and the Apaches and the Comanches are, I think are the two Indian tribes that were able to pretty much hold off the civil war BS until they couldn't anymore. And they had to leave. It's so sad. It's so sad. And then they come and they say, we built these buildings and we built this building in one year. And the same architect, it doesn't exist. It's insanity. You guys, I have uncovered so much insane stuff. Every single time you see an old world building, do yourself a favor. If you have a favorite building, a castle, something, look it up, look up who built it and look up how long it took them to build it. It's typically going to be a year to build these castles that are timeless and mass art, they're art, they're masterpieces. And they're going to tell you in your history books, in your Google searches that they were built in one year, maybe five. The longest I've seen is five, one to five years. These And inside and out, right? Done. Not only that, you're going to start to see these same architects that built that building in, let's say, Boise, Idaho, were building this another castle even better in Chicago and New York. <laughs> like they just slapped their names on whatever they wanted to and became like nobody wakes up. They go to college and they get taught this stuff and nobody's like that. There's no way that took a year or that was torn down. But I'm looking at an old picture and it was said it was built in like 40 years before that and that it took 60 years because there's two dates on each side of this building. People open your eyes to the old world so we can break the new world order. That's all I got to say in this one. I think I'm done ranting for the year. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and I, I mean, this does get deeper because I just stopped at the Civil War, but the orphan trains and the, you know, the Cabbage Patch Babies, like Google that. That's a whole podcast too. Uh, you, I got, we got lots to talk about next year, but for now, I think we should just settle here, you know, oh, plant those seeds because after talking to my mom today and trying to tell her mom listen to what I woke up to last week she's like Mel uh, you know I've already told you what she said but mom if you ever listen to my podcast which I doubt you will but if you do know that I love you and you've been one of the biggest reasons that I have researched as deep and hard as I do because I know it can't just be out of my mouth I know I got to prove it hey guys I will also put the link to these 8,000 pictures of the civil war please check it out. Please look at our old world. Tesla, he wasn't nothing. He was slapped on there too. Anybody who is from 1850 in your history books that invented something likely didn't, including the artists. They sold the art. They sold everything. All the Picassos. And uh, you guys, I just call BS on it all. We have been taught a bunch of lies and the only way we're going to find the truth is if we care to look for it. So go look for it. Have fun during your vacations. It's out there. Get the books, read the books, mostly stuff from early 1800s. I'm finding is amazing. Learn about the world fairs. The, that to me was the great reset. That was the new world. That was old world displayed as the new world order. Hey, look at this. Look at the world fairs. We'll have a podcast about that. Anyways, until then, God bless you. Father God, I thank you so much for 2023. It was the year for me and I'm ready for 2024. I'm ready for some more. Woo! I'm ready for my friends and family to unite. I'm ready for everything to just um, 
be healed, heal the land, heal the people from these stupid vaccinations, from everything that they've been indoctrinated with that isn't of you, that isn't of truth. Let us come back to source, back to creation, back to creator. Another thing, let people understand that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is much like us. We're body, mind, and soul. Jesus came in body. He left a spirit who's holy and a soul stayed in heaven. It's so easy. You're so easy. I thank you for showing us that you cared that much to shed your blood for us. Even though you came as a person, you understand us. It's just amazing. God, let people understand you. Let them read your word and bless my podcast as it moves forward, especially the Bible one you're having me read. I bless every word that comes out of my mouth. Let it be of you and not of me and let it change lives because that's the point of all this sitting here taking the time out of my life to share this and be called names. (laughs) Lord, you have reminded me that when I am called names, when I am not accepted, that no one can reject me because you accept me. I thank you for that. I pray that people out there quit feeling rejected because you created them and you do not reject them and let them turn to you for love and let them understand how loved they are. When people say Jesus loves you, it's not just a little stupid saying. The creator of the universe loves you. May you have a happy Christmas, a happy new year. God bless you listeners. I love you. We'll talk to you next year.